Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. On this episode of the Mamas con Ganas podcast, I'm interviewing Lorena Garfi, Certified Authenticity Coach. Lorena, welcome back to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see you again and to connect with you. Like your energy is just so amazing that uh, I'll be back whenever you call me. <laughs> so mamacita Lorena did this interview for me I was able to interview her in Spanish so if you once you listen to this episode if you love it and you know that somebody could benefit from this uh, this content but they don't know how to speak English so they want to listen to it in Spanish send them over to episode 204 so Lorena is this authenticity coach which I'm sure a lot of you are asking yourselves what is an authenticity coach? Lorena, for those people who are like, what is going on? What in the heck is that? Explain to them, please. An authenticity coach. All right. So what I do uh, towards authenticity is uh, get people to reconnect with themselves, to remember who they are, what their values are, their beliefs, their dreams, and their goals, because we tend to disconnect from childhood uh, through, you know, judgment, fear of not being loved and thinking that uh, if we're not certain way, our parents are not going to love us or we're not going to have friends. So we suffer a disconnection and then we continue pleasing others. So then we start doing things uh, that they don't resonate with who we truly are, but we forgot who we truly are. So there is a point in life that we feel stuck, stressful, anxious, we have resentment and we're like, what's going on? Everything seems okay. You know, it's a picture perfect. Why do I feel like that? And when my clients come with these things, they're like, I'm just, my relationships are bad. I feel stuck. I have no energy. I'm stressed. So I take them in a journey to themselves now, to rediscover it, who they are. Yes. It's sort of like what I'm understanding. It's like a, like a reunification with our inner child, right? It's like we're reconnecting to like an essence of us that can get lost with like all of societal expectations and with what all the dreams that others impose on us. And I love this subject, Lorena, because I told you when I met you, we met actually at a dinner party. We have a mutual friend. And when we met, I was like, authenticity coach. I'm like, that's genius. That is so important because I feel like a lot of people are living a life where they're living a life that others expect them to live or they're borrowing dreams but they never really sit down to question for themselves what is it that I that I truly want as a person without like taking into consideration the noise right yes people might not think that they are unauthentic until 
you know, they start thinking about it because it's almost like automatic. We are supposed to look pretty, especially women, you know, you're supposed to have a good body. You're supposed to look pretty. You're supposed to be the best mother. You're supposed to have this car to dress this way, to send your kids to the school. And we just go with it without like questioning, is this what's good for my family? Is this what I really believe? Uh, you know, do I want to get married? Do I want to have children? Are my kids better in, in this school or in this other school? So uh, it's really tough, especially, especially for us, because it seems like if we don't follow those rules, we start feeling guilty, right? Or shameful, which is like even worse. So the sooner we can get in touch with who we truly are is the better to start living a, a a life that you're free when you are connected with yourself you're like you don't care what other people think not in a bad way but I mean if you know your values and you're a good person everybody can have their opinions but guess what it's not going to affect me right so it's this sense of like relief and freedom and when you get to that point you start being magnetic you attract everything that you need and you wish and you desire for your life just like that it's just your authentic self is like a magnet to everything you need to fulfill your your purpose now I love that word that you said freedom because I think a lot of people feel trapped with like the opinions of others right and like you said it's not about like not caring at all it's just like being so happy and content with the way that you're doing things and where you know it resonates with you that whatever other people have to say is just external noise and it, you don't let it guide your life. Because I feel like, and I think all people can really relate to this subject. I think we can all relate to a moment in our lives where we feel like we can't say no, for example, because, you know, we feel the pressure to say yes. And then sometimes we become burdened by saying yes to a million things that we didn't want to do in the first place. Or, you know, we we feel like we have to do something because somebody expects us to do it. And then Life can feel really burdensome and heavy when that happens. And when we're taking steps in our lives where instead of pleasing ourselves, we're actually just pleasing everybody around us, or we think we're pleasing everybody around us and we're not taking ourselves into consideration. Yes, we, we build our own jail because at the end of the day, nobody's forcing us to be a certain way. But it's like, like we said, maybe coming from childhood out of like fear, you, you want to be loved, you you want to be for, let's say that you start in a relationship, right? And at the beginning of the relationship, you want to show the best, you know? And if you're a good actor like myself, you you will be acting. In, you're not being evil, right? It's just for you because you love this person. You want this person to be a part of your life. You want to attract them. So you start being what others want you to be. I heard something one time, let me see if I can remember it, that is like, you're not who you think you are. You are not what others think you are. You are what you think others think you are. Oh, wow. All right. Isn't yeah, that profound? Yeah, because in reality, if you think about it, we don't really know what others think about. We can have an assumption or an idea right? But it's always an assumption of what they think about us, but it might not necessarily be the truth of what they actually think about us. And so we live according to what we think they think about us. Yes, that's very deep. Yes, and ridiculous. 
<laughs> it's ridiculous. Absolutely. Now, Lorena, you have a very interesting story, which, you know, I want you to share with my audience because, you know, there's obviously a reason how you got here, why you're so passionate about what it is that you do and that you coach women with. Can you take us back? Tell us, you know, where you were born, where you come from and sort of your trajectory and what brought you to become an authenticity coach? Yes, absolutely. So I was born in Argentina uh, and I grew up in a very small town. And ever since I was born, I had the feeling really that I didn't belong, right? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't have many friends. I was brought up by my grandmother up until she passed away. And then I moved uh, with my mother. So I never felt like roots anywhere, right? Like things were taken away from me. I was going from here to there. Um you know i will i will try to fit in in everything uh, after my mother passed away and i moved with my mother uh, she was living with her husband sorry it was your you said your mother passed away it was your grandmother right that passed away my brother my sorry sorry my grandmother passed away i moved with my mother that had a new husband and then he passed away and they had two kids together too and i certainly didn't feel like part of anything at that point i felt like in the air um so one one summer, uh, we were in Punta del Este in Uruguay, which is like um, it's like a beach place for uh, South America. It's very nice. And at that very point, um, this is like forever ago. I'm 48 now, so I was 15 at the time. It was a beauty contest, and it was called Miss Punta del Este. And my mother, you know, she was single night, and we were there, and she was with a friend, and somebody in the beach was uh, looking for for girls to be part of the contest never occurred to me anything like that I didn't think I was pretty or special or absolutely nothing so uh, my mother is like oh let's sign Lorena so like that maybe we can go to all the parties you know the pre-parties I mean it was very high like you know it was princess the prince the princess people from all over the world like model agencies from all over the world were there it was very prestigious at the time uh nobody thought that I was going to win but guess what I did who knows right so, so that um, gave me the opportunity to start traveling. I got offers with modeling agencies from all over the world. Um, Ford Models uh, took me under their wing and they wanted me to move to New York and start working there. And, you know, when, when I was faced with all that, I was like, wow, you know, why not? Right. But, you know, I'm still in high school. So uh, I spoke with my mom. She's like, listen, I'm not, I can't just like cut your wings because I don't know what's going to happen with this. But, you know, I want you to be a lawyer <laughs> because she's a judge. Uh, but if you decide to do that, it's your responsibility. You know, you can, um, uh, how do you call it? I, I can emancipate you right now. And then you just take care of yourself. And uh, I finished high school before, which I did it. You know, in Argentina, you can do it like in the afternoon. You can do like fast, finish it fast. I mean, you know, certainly I wasn't going to become a genius in that school. <laughs> but I just wanted to get, I wanted to explore. I wanted to find a place where I belong. And I thought maybe would be, this would be the conduit. So that's how my modeling career started. At the beginning, it was really hard. Uh, but then I end up being super successful. And in that journey, there's many stories that I can share with you about vulnerability and uh, unhappiness that I'm happy to 
uh, you know, to dig into if you if you would like. Yeah. So you you moved to Europe, right? And then you you worked with all the famous brands. I mean, sort of the life I think that many women dream of. Oh my goodness, you're working for you. You mentioned Ford Agency, super famous. Where you're working for all these brands, you're in the cover of all these magazines. I mean, you're a very successful model, and and yet you you know you mentioned in the episode in Spanish that you felt like there was something missing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so you know, I get there. I'm um, I'm excited. I'm thinking. You know, I'm going to find the place where I'm finally going to feel like happy you know what is everybody talking about like this happiness and content and you know I got there and it was really hard first of all I had no money so you know the agencies pay everything in advance but then you have to pay when you start working and until I start working you know I had to save money and uh, and it was hard for example you know I would eat just certain foods that they were the cheapest ones in Paris with the were like mushrooms and carrots and and, uh, you know, that was tough on my body. I ended up being skinny. And uh, when I was at the skinniest in my life, I became super famous. I told you before, it was a time of the heroin chic, right? So I was like, oh, now I have to stay skinny. So borderline eating disorders, awful relationship with food that took me forever to uh, get over that. Very painful. And, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on my career. And I start doing good things. And I'm like, oh my God, I know that if I can get in the cover of Elle magazine, of Boba magazine, I will be happy. Um, I'm walking around the street all of a sudden. And of course I shot all the magazines and I see the cover in the street. Everybody's like walking by my magazine. And, and I'm like, hmm, I don't feel anything, you know, because you're within, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when, because when we feel a disconnect, when we have a disconnection with who we truly are, we think that uh, we cannot create our own love, our own happiness. We think that everything depends of the external validation or something that happens outside of us. And something was happening outside of me that was a dream for a lot of people, but I was like, oh, now I'm almost sad. So now what? Oh, if I get to work with Armani, with Escada, with Prada, then I'll be so happy. And then that will happen. I'll be like, oh, it's not this. It's like, what's going on? You know? And I always felt like it was something more. I always tend to go for the spiritual. I always believed in angels and, and the universe and that, and that I had a message, but it was, how am I even going to relate this message? And and then at a point I was like, maybe modeling this, because if I become very famous, then I'm going to have a platform. I'm going to be able to give my message. But guess what? I wasn't living the message. I was still disconnected. And I did all the shows and I was in Times Square in Billboards. And I was and I was miserable. I was totally, totally miserable. Do you think that that world, it's sort of hard to live into the message that you wanted to live in just because of what that whole world entails? Well, it's all about like, you know, external validation, because I mean, I will show up to photo shoots. Um, I speak French and Italian and Spanish and English, but nobody knew that I spoke French. I, I taught myself with the dictionary to speak French. Uh, so I will get there and somebody will be like, oh, she's great. I will be like, oh, she's too fat or she has bags under her eyes or her look is cheap or like, I mean, you know, it's hurtful. So you are always in that job 
trying to please others, to be what others want from you. So I became a very good model because I started to read people and I started putting like acting into it and feelings into it. So I became really good at that, but always out of what others wanted me to be. I had like no opinion whatsoever in anything, in anything that I was doing. Now, I think it's really interesting for our audience to like, you know, to, to like, Think to themselves, it's, like I said, it's like a, you're sort of having a life that a lot of people would dream of. You have the things that people give a lot of value in our world, which is like external beauty and you have the success and you have the money and the career. And those things are just there. They're things that a lot of people spend their life sort of searching for, right? Searching those things. And sometimes they think, oh, when I get that, when I have the money or when I look like this or when I have this success, then I'm going to be happy. And it's interesting how you had that and you were already like, okay, I have all this. And like, why am I not feeling fulfilled? And so I think it's, it's, it's like important to like pause and think to ourselves, like, wow, like listening to your story to me is just like incredible because I think to myself, if people only just realize that, then instead of searching for like these things in vain or trying to look for always external validation, like out outwardly and sort of come back to what you now do, it means like we're, we all have the possibility of being happy. And that's what I think is the beautiful message of what you teach and what you coach women is this idea that, you know, yeah, those things are great. But in reality, the things that truly matter are things that you can sort of um, have more control over in your life if you just align yourself with your authenticity. And we'll talk about a little bit more about what that means later. But let's get a little bit to the next part of your journey, because I believe after you were in Europe, then you moved to New York, right? And you started doing something really interesting that when you told me that you did, I was like, you did what? Tell us about that journey. <laughs> um, well, I got to New York and um, I also started reading The Secret and all this kind of literature. And um, I remember walking around and going to a newsstand and I saw the uh, a newspaper called Backstage. And it's sitting there, that uh, they, it was a workshop for stand-up comedians. And I was like, hmm, something pulled me to it, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I have nothing to lose. I have time in the afternoon uh, and I'm going to go for it. So I, I went to the workshop and I ended up being really good, especially I will write my own jokes because uh, my life was a joke. <laughs> you think you're like that? Adrian, so, tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> Why do you say that? Why do you think that your life was a joke? Because I think that's kind of interesting. Because everybody likes to like have like somebody that, you know, like a model or someone like that go there and tell stories that they are like, you know, how they are miserable, how their boyfriend cheated on them, how like they had no money, how they go through eating disorders. Like it's almost like they found it funny because everybody can relate. Like everybody always go through something, you know, but sometimes models or actresses, they put us on a pedestal like, oh my God, like. They have it all. Like, what can they ask for? And at the end of the day, it's even worse because the way we look stops other people from caring about us authentically. Wow. They might have like, you know, come for us. Oh, she's pretty or she's immoral. She's like, she can help me with this or she can help me with that. And nobody loves us for who we truly are. I got a little bit of like a resentment towards that. So I remember 
like going totally against the grain. If people like successful and with money or whatever wanted to ask me out, I was like, no. So then I will go to the other stream and like they total losers that they will then being awful with me. Like I couldn't even find a balance, you know? But anyway, comedy was great because it was like therapy for me. So I start talking about, you know, when I, about my roommates modeling, about my my flat bad. I mean, one of my favorite jokes are about like, you know, <laughs> about models and about my bad and things like that. And everybody's like cracking up, you know, because they go like, well, that's cool. You know, that she, she actually says that and she feels that and, and she can get insecure because, you know, we're all the same at the end of the day. Yeah. So, so it felt really good. It felt really good to make people laugh and to do something for me, right? Like we come from me. So, uh, yeah, that was awesome. And I did really well. And while I was doing comedy, you know, it goes to show you how, like, you know, you get in the, in the flow of things and things starts happening. And, and after having awful, awful relationships, I mean, the worst, anything you can imagine that's awful, like I went through with boyfriends, I cannot even tell. So I remember reading The Secret and just being happy and being like, listen, I am only going to go out. Because also, you know, I grew up without a father. My parents were divorced. So I never had a male figure. I didn't even know what it was. Like I was craving for that, for that feeling of protection, you know? So uh, I was like, I'm not going through any of this again, all these heartbreaks and embarrassments. So I made a list, like the secret says, of everything that I would like for me to date someone. And I put it in my little box, which I still have. And like two weeks after, uh, a friend of mine asked me to go on a blind date with her and her boyfriend and a friend that was in, from Miami and was uh, from New York, but was living in Miami, but he was in town. So I was like, oh gosh, I'm like a blind date. I don't think this is going to happen. Not at all. And, you know, she's like, you never go out because I did not do the whole night thing, modeling night thing. That was never my thing. That was me, actually. That was good. That was one thing that I kept real. And um, and then she goes, come on, you never do anything with me, please, just for a little bit. I'm like, okay, but only if it's sushi, only if it's downtown. And I want to say, I, I have to work at six in the morning. She says, okay. So then I walk into this restaurant and I meet who is my husband now, right? And he was everything that I had in my list. You manifested um, quickly, a, Lorena. Oh my gosh. You were like, this is what so I want quickly. universe. This is what I want. Boom, here you go. <laughs> That's, can you imagine? I was like, wow. I mean, in detail, because my list was like front and back and extra pages. You know, I made it really difficult. <laughs> and I had, a, I mean, I just had the biggest crush. I like, I can say that was love for me. It was like love at first sight. And, uh, and, uh, and I was just so happy. And, and once again, I fell into that mode of, uh, this is it. I will be happy when, I will be happy now that I found my soulmate. This is what's going to make me happy. But you know, I wasn't still healed inside, but I still was so happy and so in love. And finally I had someone honest that cared for me, that was normal, you know? So, um, so that's, I met my husband and then, you know, we got married and I got pregnant and I was like, And you okay. moved to Florida, right? So, and I moved to Florida. Yes. I leave everything behind. I leave my modeling, my, 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 uh, my comedy career, everything. 
But you know, it's not that I regret it now because now I look at my kids and my husband and I'm like, it was all worth it. You know, this was something that that had to happen. But I could have made an effort to to keep some of my connections or my dreams. Uh, my comedy was being written for to be a sitcom and I left that behind too. And I had everything set up. But anyway, I was like, now I'm just, I am a mom. So then I left everything about what was left of me or what I just discovered about me behind again. And I was just that. Now I'm a wife and a mother. So I even stopped talking with friends, with people from before. It's like, I always um, got my life and start over. That's something else, I guess, because of the feeling of belonging. I never belong anywhere. So I was like, okay, now in this new chapter, I will belong here. Was it like a, so, uh, like, was it like a, a clean slate that you wanted? Is this... Yes. Well, I've done that many times. I don't think it was conscious, but for me, looking back, you know, I left Argentina, then I left Europe and then I moved to New York and then I moved to Florida. And every time I will, I will be almost a different persona because now I'm Martha Stewart. Now I'm a sexy Martha Stewart, right? Perfect wife. Uh, and I'm that mother that will do anything. I mean, I was just like making the little purees and this and that, and always with the babies here and here and in the grocery store and that and that. And and I was in that mode and uh, I was happy, but I still had a disconnection, even with my own children. I mean, how awful is even to say that? I didn't feel like a full hundred percent connection. I was like, what's going on? Like, you're supposed to be a mother and then you're just a mother. Like, you know, you don't, you just give it your all, like your happiness is their happiness. And of course I love them and I care so much but I still didn't feel that connection that I feel now. Now I know, you know, I'm, oh my God, so happy that I was able to go back to, to myself because if I would have missed that, which I think a lot of people miss a lot of things in their life from not being inside. So when was so, the breaking uh, point? When was the breaking point that happened to you where you said to yourself, uh, you know, I can't, this can't continue. Like there has to be something that changes. Like what was that moment for you? That moment was uh, during COVID, you know, um, I found myself like thinking a lot, reflecting and, and realizing I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm unsettled. I'm resentful for things. I resent doing everything and not doing the things that I used to do. I resent this, I resent that. I don't feel connected. And uh, and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I start expressing who I was. And how did I find myself again? It was just by uh, being vulnerable, putting myself out there, out of creativity. I remember I was I had to do something, and my whole family was like totally against social media, right? And so was I. Oh, that's what I was saying that I was against social media. Who knows? You know, I was maybe saying what others wanted me to say. So I start cooking and being creative and I start remembering the things that I like to do that I stopped doing, not because anyone told me, but because I was afraid that if I wasn't doing what others want me to do, they were gonna leave me and I would end up alone. You know, like I was, like finally I had a, I had a home. So when I started speaking my truth and setting boundaries, I'm like, you know, I just, I don't agree with that. 
I have other values. I remember my values. I, I'm not going to do that. I am not going to dress that way. I am not going to go to that meeting. Like I have other priorities. Then everybody got really pissed off. So that was like the dark night of the soul. You know, it's like connecting with yourself is almost, you know, when they say that you, when you find your purpose, when you go through the breakdown and I was going through that and it was really, really hard for a very long time, but I continue, I continue my search for myself. I, I started getting in contact with my friends from childhood and asking them, what did I like to do? What was how was I at that time or friends when I was modeling like what did I like because I forgot and then little by little I start remembering that little child that was trapped inside for so long be like let me get out let me get out that was causing all those feelings of like being in prison needed to come out and and that happens to everybody eventually or either you do the work or you get to a point that you're going to break down and your inner child will be like if you don't let me out, we're going to die together. It's like a sadness you know? in there. Yeah, that like the, the sort of feeling that you need to get something out. It's interesting how, because I had a recent um, interview where my guest was talking also about when you align to your like authentic self, it's sort of like chaos happens before you actually find the true alignment. It sort of seems like in the beginning, everything seems even more out of whack or out of out of balance, you know, like you sort of realize, oh, this isn't really the way it's supposed to be. And then you start experimenting and then everything seems to kind of, you get, you get a lot of pushback. Like you were saying, you were getting a lot of pushback from your family and you were just, as you were sort of discovering yourself. Um, can you give some tips for women that are listening to this and they're, and they, if they might be going through precisely this moment where they're like, okay, enough is enough. I feel like I haven't put myself as a priority. I felt like I don't even remember who I am or what I like to do or what I'm about. What, what advice would you give them if they're going through this part of the journey? Well, if, if they got to that point, you know, like I did that I was forced to go through that because I just couldn't take it anymore. Just don't, don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Just keep fighting and know that this is a step up you know, this is a, a, a step up in your evolution as a human being, as a soul. It's going to be so much resistance, but that is part of the of the work for you to connect with your vulnerability, to be resilient. They will put you down and you're just going to stand back up and, and it's so worth it. I mean, I know that when you're going through it, like for me, it happens at the same time as midlife crisis. So a lot of my clients, they are going through that period you know like okay I did all of this but who did I did this for and what do I know now I don't have my kids at home I don't have that job anymore I have enough money like what's next and that's the point when when you need to start thinking about that who I am and don't give up my advice don't give up everything gets better and once you are yourself everybody that's listening to you are going to attract the right people to you and guess what if you if your husband is not happy with who you truly are, maybe that is an issue that needs to be addressed. And it's so much easier for us when we're going through that to be like, oh my God, this is just too hard. Let me just, I have a great life. I have a huge home. I'm happy. I can do whatever I want. Like, I'm just going to stay like that and just wing it. I mean, you know, let's see what happens. No, 
once you realize that something needs to change or not something needs to change because nothing needs to change. You are there. Things need to get out of you. You need to get um, get rid of all that resistance and all those layers, society, religion, marital pressure, motherhood pressure. I mean, so much stuff. Then there's no way back. And everybody is going to fall in love with who you are. Because so then- when you are authentic, that's it. You are going to attract everything that's good for you. I have the best relationship now with my husband, with my kids, with my friend. I set boundaries. I clean up all my relationships. And it's just so liberating and absolutely joyful. Stuff is going to happen, but you're going to be in a different place. You're going to know what you want. You're going to know what to do. So no, don't give up and keep working on yourself. And one thing I want to say too, because that was big for me when I read this book by Bronnie Ware that I told you before about the 10 regrets of of the dying. She was a nurse for people that was about to die. And the number one regret, no, it wasn't about the career, the money, the traveling. It was about, I regret not doing the things that I love, not being myself, not speaking my truth. That's where people regret at the end of their life. So when you're questioning yourself, if you should keep being uh, what others want you to be, or you want to be yourself, go back in your mind to your higher self, to the time that you are old and just about to live this life uh, to a different life. And ask that person, what's really important? What really matters? You know? Yeah, I think a lot of times we forget. We forget that life is so short. I don't know, for me, I think it's like, I I think... The 40s has been that for me. Like since I entered the 40s, it's been sort of like a push to truly like step into the life that I've always wanted to live because I realized, wow, life goes by like this. And all of a sudden we're looking back saying, where did all these years go? And it's, I don't know, for me, it's kind of like, I don't want to die with like the music inside me. You know that saying? Uh, I had this great uncle who passed away a couple years back. And for some reason, like his, you know, my great uncle's death was like, really, it was a moment where I, because he left a lot of music that he had written and poems and books and all this beautiful stuff that he had created. And he was in his 90s. And I remember having like a crying attack. (laughs) Because I was like, he left so many beautiful things. And I thought to myself, I don't want to die with all the stuff that I have inside, inside me. Like I, I really admired that he was, that my tío Enrique was somebody that he literally, he lived life and he created all these beautiful things. And the thing is that if we don't take advantage of the now, then the life just kind of slips away and then, and we just let it slip away. So I think it's, it's a beautiful message, you know, to just sort of, and that's why I think it's so, such an important topic, like the, 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 the topic of entering your authenticity, because I really do believe as well that that's what aligns us with our happiness and contentment, really, because a lot of happiness is sort of fleeting, but that's like deep sense of contentment within ourselves, knowing that we're, you know, that we're exactly what we're, what we're meant to be and doing what we're meant to be. There's, I think that there's, that's completely priceless. That That's what's priceless. Yes, and that is the right word, like contentment or, or joy, because the difference between happiness and joy or contentment is that happiness, it, it almost depends on um, 
on moments, right? It's like something happens and then you're happy. But joy is like a sense of calmness, you know? And stuff is going to happen, but you can keep the contentment and the joy. And that's a place that we can deal with life so much better, you know? We have to remind ourselves, these two shall pass. And life is a school, you know? So we should actually welcome challenges you know and looking at them dealing with them and see like what is the gift and the opportunity in this challenge because if you think about something that happened to you in the past and you were like this is the worst and uh, I'm never going to get over this this is the end of everything and now you think wow actually that was amazing because I got fired from that job and then I found a job that I really love or like my boyfriend loved me but then I met who is my husband now you know, so everything is so relative. If we're in that state that we're able to not fall into our ego and our victim state, you know, and we're like, all right, this is what's happening. I'm going to deal with it. And I'm going to try even like a 10% of something that I can transform it into something positive. Then life is not so bad, you know? And we all, what you said about the music, we are all born with a gift. And how unfair will be that we don't share that gift to the world? Someone like you, you know, that you don't need to work, that you you have that purpose and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with everybody. I'm going to have a podcast and a YouTube channel, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna share my truth. Yes, this is why we are here, you know, in this evolution to get various human beings and and the ones that we're awakening. And I know this is a little bit of a Google word, but you can say growing, uh, uh, you're working your inner inner uh, person and, and, and becoming better and having more awareness. We are an army that's going to change everything. It's a domino effect. We don't know how many people that we can affect just by being ourselves, just inspire people, share the bad stuff that happened to us, you know, be vulnerable. So people don't feel, oh, this only happened to me. Oh, que horror, I'm embarrassed. No, show who you are. And that's, that's amazing. That's going to be just the best thing that you can do for yourself and for others. Absolutely. Now, Lorena, for somebody who's never been coached, like you and I are both certified coaches. So we love coaches. I have, we have, we both have our own coaches and stuff, but for somebody who's never been coached, right. And if they were to come to work with you, tell our audience a little bit about what that experience would look like, what that process is like. Cause I think it's important for people to understand that like, you know, I think it's a really marvelous thing to be coach. It completely has transformed my life, right? Tell them a little bit about what it is that they do with you. Okay, well, so being a coach, you know, that is a, it's a partnership. It's not that I know anything more than you. I don't need to know anything about your issue to be able to help you. A coach is somebody that lights their light on you. So then you can uh, find the light on yourself right and then from there you you have all the answers inside as coaches like I hold your hand you know I help you design uh, the home of your happiness I always talk that uh, to connect with yourself to protect yourself you, you have to build the house of your soul so I help you figure it out 
uh, remember who you are, what you like when you were a kid, what are your values, what are your dreams, what are the things that make you happy, what is stopping you from reaching your goals. And every client, of course, is different. So everybody was going to come with different issues, but they all come back to the same. If we go back to us, then we can start designing the home for ourselves and the life that we are meant to live right so we start with that you know we set up the values what are your values are what you're doing what you're thinking what you're saying is aligned how can you get there uh which is the people that you need to surround yourself which is the people that you're not um you shouldn't have around no you shouldn't like it doesn't feel good when you're around like so we start uh realizing and being aware of all that our environment uh are we saying yes to everything are we doing really what we want why what why everything really you know but why it's hard for you to say no so then maybe we'll go on the road of of talking about that where does that come from it comes from your childhood you don't live there anymore coaches we focus on the present and the future we make plan we we start uh our uh, dream life is there in the future so we might realize where our limiting beliefs are coming from but we just look at them touch them and then that's it you know which like, is, i think we, is the most powerful the yeah it's the most to me it's one of the i think that's what really uh shifted for me is like when i worked with the with the, i had been seeing a therapist and when i switched to a life coach it totally like blew my mind how, you know, moving away from a past oriented therapy to a future oriented, like you said, present and future oriented, how that completely shifted my life. Because all of a sudden I was like looking at where do I want to go? What are the dreams I have for myself? And I think that's the power of coaching. Really. I love that you said that. Um, yes. Lorena, tell them where they can find you and your social media accounts, your website, all of that good stuff. My favorite social media is Instagram. Uh, so it's at Lorena Garfi, very easy. And um, uh, TikTok is Lorena Garfi one. And Facebook is Lorena.Garfi. And my website where you can find everything authenticity is thepowerofyoucoaching.com. And that shows you you know, the steps, uh, and if you are a good candidate, well, everybody's a good candidate for that. But, you know, if uh, you're going through through certain pains that I, I mentioned in my website, uh, it shows you how uh, we can work together. And um, and that's it. And I also, Mamacita, if you, if you, just in case, you're like, wait a minute, I missed those social media tags. I will be posting on everything on mamasconganaspodcast.com forward slash 205. You'll find all of Lorena's links there. And like I said, we did this episode in Spanish. So if you want to share that one, that's episode 204. Thank you, Lorena, so much for talking about such an important subject with me today. Thank you so much. I had an amazing time and your energy is contagious and please never stop and keep inspiring people to be their best selves because you are such an example of authenticity and I can see right through you. You are such a light, lighted human being that I'm very lucky to have met you. Ditto, right back at you. Mamacita, see you next week. 
Hey, it's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it, or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos.